Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taylor, did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media, and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet. Do patrons get anything in return? Of course. We're not in nothing for something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at 2 bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. Helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. Back in the mid-80s, mid to late-80s, I guess it was the mid-80s, uh, super f- big fan of the movie Ghostbusters as every kid my age was. Uh, heard that there was going to be a new cartoon and new toys, and I got very excited. And then I saw a cartoon for the, or I saw a commercial for the toys, and I was confused because th- th- this was not Pete Vinkman, Ray Stantz, Egon Spengler, and uh, Winston Zeddemore. These were a, a couple of guys and, and a and a gorilla and a and a weird sort of almost correct logo. I, I began to think this was like a, a a knockoff of some sort. I thought, did did these people just completely rip off the Ghostbusters? And I decided to watch the cartoon, and I was like, you know, the, the cartoon was actually not bad. And the more I looked at the toys, the more I thought, these are really cool. And at the time, we didn't have any toys based on the Ghostbusters movie, at least not readily available in my small town. So I thought, well, this is the next best thing. I can get this and I can pretend that this guy is is, is Pete Vinkman, even though he's got blonde hair and he's wearing uh, what looks like a, an, an Outback, a, a brownish Outback uniform. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. I'll get it. I'll play with it. And maybe I'll get some more of these later on. And I never got some more of these later on because you just couldn't find them anywhere. Uh, and only later did I find out that this, the, the, the basis for this toy line actually predated Ghostbusters. At least the Ghostbusters that I knew. The toy line we're talking about today is in fact Ghostbusters, but it's colloquially called Filmation's Ghostbusters. And that action figure that I had was Jake, the hero of the Ghostbusters. And that is why I'm here talking toys.
Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And please tell me you cannot hear Margot licking Archie's ear. No. Okay, good. Uh, I, I can I was, imagine I was, it. I was, well, I was pausing in the middle of story time, and all I could hear is <laughs> next to me. And I did that, and she stopped. Uh, so that's life with dogs, folks. What can I tell you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Filmation's Ghostbusters. Taylor, did you have any, uh, any knowledge or experience with these toys when they first came out? Uh, you know, I, I knew the cartoon and I would see the commercials all the time, but I never found the toys. I, I found the, uh, the ghost buggy one time at, uh, at Perry brothers and I was confused. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. It finally dawned on me because I like, I kind of had to stop and I remembered seeing a commercial on Saturday morning cartoons but like the commercial didn't have the buggy in it for some reason, or I missed it. And so I was like, Oh, that must be from this other thing. And so I just, I didn't know, like I, 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 I'd never, I didn't know about it. Like the, the, the toy logo didn't look familiar. The, the ghost didn't look familiar. It just kind of seemed odd, really odd. Well, let me explain to you what this is all about. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, we'd like to send a heartfelt thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, including Seth Zalaji, Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Steve Bichu, Laird Henderson, Jared Hart, Heather Jaworski, Dario Lorenzetto, Cajun Baz, Christopher Sheets, Pamela Johnston, and Mr. Matt Moore. Thank you so much for all of your support. We literally could not do this without you. Thank you. Uh, and, and I will say that I did not buy mine in the sprawling metropolis. It is Paris, Texas. I bought it uh, over at uh, Town East Mall in, in Dallas. Uh, technically Mesquite, but uh, we called it Dallas when I was a kid because we didn't know any better. Uh, this was actually based on the Ghostbusters. And With in this that, case, Ghostbusters was two words. And I, I have seen that show. I have not. It's a 1975 to 76 live action series about a trio of inept detectives. Uh, the characters were Kong, Spencer, and Tracy the gorilla. And I love that it was Spencer and Tracy mm-hmm. as in Spencer Tracy. Yes. It was made me laugh, but it was a live action. It was a comedy series. And I remember seeing at Hastings in Paris, you could rent there. There was like a TV movie version, or I guess they maybe strung three episodes together to make a TV movie. You could mm-hmm. rent it, but I never rented it because it just looked so low rent that I didn't have any desire to see it. Now, so you've seen it. What did you think of it? Keep in mind, it, folks, Taylor's uh, opinion cannot really be trusted. It's, I mean, it's yeah, I have really, it on good authority. Elijah said it was okay that I, Elijah uh, called me the other day to tell me that I had to stop making fun of his dad for being cheap, but I could still make fun of his dad for not having bad taste in movies. For Yeah. So, <laughs> game on. So, so uh, think think like a, a really bad 70s style Abbott and Costello meet Ghost. I mean, it's just... It's really, really bad slapstick. And Tracy is obviously a person a in a suit. gorilla suit. Yeah. Like it's, and it's it's really, really over the top. It's really dumb. The effects are really bad on purpose. 
So, I mean, it's... Are it's you sure not, it was on purpose and not just because their budget was minuscule? <laughs> much I don't know that it was necessarily on purpose. It, it, it's it's bad. It's pretty awful. It, but okay, and, and the cartoon is not much better. I tried to watch the cartoon probably about eight to ten years ago, rented the DVDs from Netflix, yeah. and uh, it's almost unwatchable. The, the problem with the well. cartoon is that they're... Like the changeover for the episode, for them to go into their their ghost busting outfits which are safari outfits it it is a minute and a half of stock footage no it's like it's like it's like every time like a rob zombie dream yeah it's like every time prince adam turns into he-man yeah but it's a minute and 30 seconds and it's it's got all these kind of joke aspects in it but they're actually not that funny it's actually kind of disturbing in a way because they get thrown into the fifth dimension or the demon dimension and they get thrown around on conveyor belts and stripped down to their underwear which uh jake i think is smiling the whole time and then they get thrown into another conveyor belt and they come out the other end with their clothes on and gleaming and the skeleton hands toss them around it's just it's very awkward and then it always ends with you know, the footage of them going and looking at the car who's asleep. And they focus on this car being asleep for about three seconds before anything happens. Right. So it's like, ah, the timing is just wrong. That's what's called padding. Um, And so just a little bit of background on this. So this was in the seventies. If you've seen the movies that made us on Netflix, you'll know, or if you know anything about uh, Ghostbusters, the, the film, uh, Columbia Pictures actually had to pay a licensing fee to Filmation to mm-hmm. use the name. And it was out down to the wire. They had already made the film. It basically, uh, Filmation could have held their feet to the fire and, and forced them to change the name and everything. Right. But uh, they reached an agreement. And um, so we have Ghostbusters with one word as we now know it. Right. So they decided in uh, 86 to uh, develop the animated show, which was, I believe, a year or two before the real Ghostbusters started. I think it started in 87 or was it even 88? I um, believe the um, the Filmation Ghostbusters is, uh, the real Ghostbusters is 86. I think this was 85. No, this started in 86. The real Ghostbusters started so in, I believe, 87 real, or 88. Okay. Okay, glad we got that settled. <laughs> so this was this was obviously a, a cash grab and, and designed to confuse everyone. Um, and now you can look, but we can look back on it and say, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty cynical attempt to cash in. But at, uh, at the end of the day, I gotta say, I think these toys are pretty cool. Um, there, there's some some really good points about them, but so as far as the build of them, when we get into it there, there were a few things that I did research wise with uh, reviews that kind of stuck with me pretty sorely with them. So and we'll, oh, get into that when we'll talk about how they're made. Okay. So who, what is the, the toy? What, who, who is the uh, producer of these? It's actually, it's called shaper. So S C H A P E R toys. Um, I believe they have like an affiliation with Tyco, but Tyco had a loose affiliation with lots of people. So, I mean, it's Tyco's branding has been kind of moved around from toy companies all over the place. But Shaper Toys is who is on the actual card art for the Ghostbusters line. Okay. And I've never heard of them before, before this. So they're the ones. So they have a lot of hands in with Milton Bradley. So they're kind of responsible for like the, 
the was it the cuckoo cooties uh worm game and then um i think don't wake dad or don't break the ice there's like a few of these milton bradley games that they had developed and created okay okay they they had more of a game background okay Mm -hmm. and uh, it's known as filmations ghostbusters all the packaging and everything says filmations ghostbusters on it Mm -hmm. and ghostbusters in this scenario is all one word and the the font looks like it's zooming past and the the theme song you know kept saying let's go ghostbusters let's go let's go you know really deep lyrics there uh and their logo, again, is reminiscent of the Ghostbusters that we know and love logo. But in, instead of it being a ghost through, a, through a, you know, a, a slash, it's just a ghost in a circle that looks very thrilled and pleased to be there. Yes. And this logo was actually on the front of the ghost buggy, and it was, uh, it was alive, basically. It would, you know, would, would uh, it, yeah, change it, expressions and everything, right? It was the buggy. So the, the buggy was possessed. So the ghost actually was the the buggy and he could turn into a jet, a car, a submarine, a boat. And they actually had, I believe, a switchable head that you could put on the front of it to have the different shapes of the ghost as it protruded out. Yeah, it was actually a pretty cool toy, which we'll, yeah. we'll talk about. So unlike most toy lines, this one actually had uh, more villains than good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had six heroes. We had Jake. Eddie and Tracy, who are the, the main protagonists. Then we had Jessica and Futura, mm-hmm. who were the, the female protagonists. And then we had Belfry, who was a little little pink bat, who looks like something out of um, out of Black Star instead of Ghostbusters. Right. And then we had seven villains. We had Prime Evil, which is a great play on words. Mysteria, Scared Stiff, Fangster, Haunter, Bratarat, and Fibface. And then for the uh, vehicles and playsets, we had the Bone Troller, which is not nearly as lascivious as it sounds. We <laughs> had the Ghost Buggy, which we talked about, the Scare Scooter, the Time Hopper, and we had Ghost the Ghost Command playset, which again is pretty cool. Now, Taylor, you mentioned that one of these we talked about before. Yeah, we had uh, we had talked at one point about the Time Hopper, um, and I can't remember how it got brought up in conversation, but I was looking over this it's like i've seen this and we've talked about this somewhere down the road and i remember liking it kind of like having a, a pretty good feel about it and that I, I thought it looked really cool and it had a great design to it but this wasn't something that was reused in another line that we'd already talked about no okay no not that i'm aware of okay well i don't recall talking about it at all so uh you that may have been that other podcast that you're you're cheating on me with no there's no other podcast i'm i'm almost wondering if this needs to be something that is like a bid out to our facebook group that if they can if they can tell us what it is and we can give them a shout out or something i think if they can tell us what it is uh you will draw them uh I, I'm, I'm like I'm doing this for you. Uh, if they can figure it out and tell us, and we verify it, uh, you'll draw them a picture of one of the characters from this line and send yeah. it to them. How's that? We'll do. We'll do. Okay. Okay. So, so you didn't have any of these when you were a kid? No, no. Okay. That uh, came across uh, the the ghost buggy. That was it. But never could find them. The only thing I found was that one. Okay, well, uh, as I said, I had one. I had Jake because you know I always had to buy the hero right. when I was a kid, and I thought he was he was would have been the leader. You know, as, as an adult now, I find Eddie far more in, of an interesting figure. So, let's talk about the figures real quick. Um, all of all of the the heroes 
for the most part, have, I think, five points of articulation, uh, neck, shoulders, and uh, hips, or, or, or I guess, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very reminiscent of like our Star Wars figures, uh, swivel necks, swivel arms, and swivel hips. And then that's pretty much it. Few characters only have four, and it's because they have sculpted skirts or dresses that um, hinder the extra articulation for the legs. So instead, they'll have like waist articulation. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and these figures stood, if I recall correctly, they're about four, four and a half inches tall. They are. They're, they're a little taller than three and three quarter. They're as tall as a uh, silver hawk, so they would be four and a half inches. That's what I thought. Big enough that they they are obviously bigger, but not they're not at the six inch scale. Right. Um, and it's interesting that they didn't take the added scale to really do a lot of detail work on these. Now, I, I I've said I really like the design of these, um, and, and again, they are for the most part in. Uh, well, the guys at least are in safari gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I think is interesting is Jessica and uh, Jessica and Futura both have uh, actual hair. Yeah. So all the all the females in the, the line. So out of this first wave, we end up with three females. So Jessica, Futura, and then our villain, which is Mysteria. And all three have rooted hair. And what I appreciate about what they they have done with this is that they've they haven't given a base gender to who is going to be playing with this. They've let the door open for boys and girls to be able to play with this, which I right. enjoy. It, I, I agree, and uh, and we'll talk about that when we get to the uh-huh. villains as well, because we had uh, some interesting stuff going on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I again, I I really actually kind of like these because they're. They look at a glance; they're sort of plain, but I feel like it's really more of a minimalist design than they're just plain. But I get the feeling that you don't are not a huge fan of these. I like them; they're very reminiscent of the cartoon. So, you know, yeah, exactly. When we say that that they're not detailed, it's actually not necessarily true. They're very detailed because they mimic the cartoon almost almost to a T like every aspect that you have of the detail in the cartoon it's in these figures and the face sculpts alone, like the, the toys are, are incredibly made. It's unfortunate that they suffered from the cartoon and from just the, the actual um, franchise name and the mistaken identity for what kids were wanting. These didn't take off because of that, but the toys themselves are really good at least the figures okay so it's the vehicles that you have trouble with interesting yeah. okay so let's talk a little bit about these uh i like and i don't want to go into huge detail on them because there's not a, a whole lot to go into detail but looking at jake and eddie i think it's interesting because um as far as i can tell we don't i don't know that we have any reused parts on any of these figures no um because Jake and Eddie are both in the same scale, but like, whereas Jake, you know, has the blonde hair and it, what's interesting is his hair, he's got like a helmet hair. And I remember specifically that the, the quaff sort of comes out like the bill of a hat. Kind of. Yes. And that, and he's got these really stark blue eyes that are drawn on and he's carrying a camera around his, his neck, which, which is a, a nice little splash of color in between all the, the green and brown tones mm-hmm. that he's got. Whereas uh, Eddie, is wearing like a an old school flight helmet, like a leather flight helmet, which looks really cool. Uh, he's got 
a similar color scheme, but a completely different costume. He's wearing like a, a large, a long coat that's got a belt with everything cinched up around him. And, uh, and it, it's interesting. They've done some really good fold work on, on like their elbows and everything, mm-hmm. but it still just at a glance looks very plain, but not in a bad way. It just looks um, unbusy, I'll say. Right. Yeah, it's simplistic. The The line work on this is, is nice and clean, so it's easy for your eye to figure out details without it being busy. It's not detailed in that overly detailed. It's detailed just enough. I mean, almost right. in the way of Kenner, but a little more simplistic because we're dealing with a cartoon, and it's just detailed enough so you know exactly who it is and again the details in the cartoon play out nicely in these they do and i really like the way they did the uh, the flaps on on eddie's helmet kind of yes. sticking out I do too. um yeah it's really cool and they each came, came with come with accessories uh jake has a little thing that he holds it looks like a it's like a ghost sensor or like a laser or something it's 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 sort of nebulous about as to what they are uh right. whereas jessica and futura are both have pretty much the same body type but uh, Jessica's wearing like a pantsuit and Futura is wearing uh, like a leotard of some sort mm-hmm. with uh, with very long gloves. Uh, Futura really looks, again, like something out of Black Star to me as well. Maybe it's just the color scheme. She reminds me of something towards the end of the um, the Ninja Turtles lines when, when you started getting kind of more like the Stone Protectors era things and you started having the... Uh, the little troll people at the end of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't get that far. Car. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was kind of a strange time. The um, the one thing that that they do share, Jake and Eddie, they both have backpacks that are the same. Okay. So they, they do have a shared part in that. Now, the unfortunate part about the backpacks is the backpacks use these two little pegs that would kind of clip to the back of the figure except that the pegs were square. And so the, the square uh, pieces would kind of uh, plug into the back. And if it turned one way or another or the wrong way, it would end up basically breaking off. So a lot of these that you find on the secondary market, those backpacks are broken and there's broken pegs inside the characters, Ooh, which lame. is, which is sad. And it's, it's yeah. one of those that, this has been kind of one of those big complaints for a lot of collectors out there that most of the time they want to find their figure on card. So that so way they, they know sure the everything is, is yeah, there everything and working. Yes. And these figures, if I recall correctly, Jake, um, they, they were pretty sturdy. Yeah. You know, they, they had a, had some heft to them. Yeah. For the most part, all the figures like the, the arms, legs, heads are all solid bodies being the the two uh hollow pieces kind of snapped together the plastic itself is still very sturdy um a couple of things i know that there's been some complaints about the plastic that they used especially any of the plastic that had tan or light skin tones to it was more susceptible to certain types of mold and so you would get a lot of spotting in the plastic as they aged right that makes sense yeah and, uh, and it's interesting, like I said, going back to Jessica and Futura, they seem to have a little less detail in their sculpting than than Jake and Eddie do. And I, I guess that's they maybe thought that because they were giving them hair, actual hair, they didn't need to do as much. Or maybe it was just a design, design to make them look a little sleeker. 
It, I'm sure a lot of it is designed to make them look sleeker, but in the cartoon, they don't have quite as much to them. Right. So. I don't even. I don't even remember either one of them from the cartoon. That's that's how well little impact they Itura, made on me. She rode around because uh, again, there was a lot of time travel that happened. Yeah, which um, is weird. Yeah, and and it still seemed like nothing actually got fixed. But Futura would would time travel as well. Uh, Jessica, you know, she would uh, get collected by the Ghostbusters to go and help them solve cases, which is weird because she would leave like she would fly a helicopter out, hover over a city. They would fly the ghost buggy up to get her, stop in midair, get her out of the helicopter and then leave the helicopter hovering with no pilot above the city. It's very responsible of them. Right, exactly. (laughs) Wow. Uh, and that brings us to uh, sort of, I, I feel like the centerpiece of the heroes part of the line is Tracy, the gorilla uh, yeah. folks. This is a gorilla wearing a fedora. So automatically this is the coolest gorilla ever. <laughs> uh, and he looks to be uh, about the same height as Eddie, maybe a little taller with his hat, but he's far bulkier. Yes. You know, he's got the broad shoulders, but again, not a whole lot of detail on his, uh, on his body. You know, we got a few muscles sculpted here and there, but he's also very top heavy. He's he's got a long torso. He's got very short legs, but I like that they've sculpted the pockets onto his legs, the pockets for his um, for his shorts. Yeah, onto his legs, and they've given him a a belt with a belt buckle, and he's got a backpack as well. I don't know how the backpack would. I guess you just shove it into his back. Yes. Yeah, it just clips to his back. Well, it's it's interesting because with with uh, Tracy, he's got the the fuzz that's working off the side of his face. Um, he's got you know a little bit of the fuzz that's working at the the arms and the feet, but then the rest of his body is so smooth and muscular. And it's like they probably could have used a few lines of fur in there just to kind of break it up to make it feel more like a fuzzy body instead of just like a muscle. Suit. Probably so. Probably so. But you know, I, I like, you know, he's got a pretty neutral expression on his face. Yeah. Uh, I like the face sculpts on these because they all look, you know, like you said, they're, they're very, very, uh, very faithful to the cartoon. Yes. So the only other one to talk about of the hero side is Belfry, who is a little, basically like a, a, a little statue. I think his head moves, but he looks like a little pig bat because he's pink. He looks like piglet. He looks like if yeah. Piglet got bitten by Dracula and turned into a vampire Piglet bat, that's what he would look like. Yeah, I could see that. Because he's got the pointy ears like a bat. He's got a pig's nose. Uh, again, he's pink. And uh, he's got like a little like maroon unitard. And he's got the the, the bat wings. And he was sold with Belfry or, or with uh, with Bratterat. Bratterat, who was, yes. uh, one Who was the villain's, uh, I guess, pet. Who is... Uh, who looks like a rat, but also a snake. He's like a, yeah, I think he's like a ghost snake rat. It's kind of, and he's kind got, of a strange he's, one. And he's articulated at the head and arms. Mm-hmm. He's got a green body, but he's got a blue, blue head and blue arms, but it's a really cool design. He really reminds me of something out of mad balls more than anything. Yeah. Or, or a rat fink. Oh yeah. What was that mm-hmm. from? It, the whole line of rat fink. It was the, and I'm trying to remember the tattoo artist. It was a a, a type of uh, rat that he would draw, but it was all roadster kind of neoclassical style tattoo art. Got it. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
Uh, I remember that. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's again, really, really interesting. Uh, also looks a little bit like something out of the Toxic Avenger to me as well. Yes. Especially his, with his the, face is very uneven. Especially with the tubes coming out of his back. He's got like yeah. breathing. And he's got, he's got one eye that uh, is bigger than the other and everything. So, mm-hmm. so that brings us to the villains uh, side. And the villains are interesting because you've got, uh, you've got Primeval and Mysteria, which have, in my opinion, some of the best sculpts of this line. Mm-hmm. But I hate the fact that neither one of their have uh, articulated legs. It it doesn't. Their arms move, and I think I know Primeval's head moves. I'm not even sure if Mysteria's head moves. Uh, but again, like the like the females on the on the hero side, she's got long, real hair. Uh, Primeval mm-hmm. is, I guess, he's like a ghost robot. Yeah. So a lot of the. <laughs> A lot of the ghosts from the um, from the fifth dimension were more demonic in nature. That they actually had a lot of kind of machine features to them. So primeval. There's a other couple of characters that they didn't actually get into that also seem kind of machine like. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it worked for the fifth dimension, but it, it was kind of had to do with them being from another dimension. They were more like demons instead of just ghosts. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. But he's, you know, like I said, he's, he's got a, he's really cool. He's got like a soft goods cloak mm-hmm. and he's got like this, this blue like domino mask around his eyes and his eyes are glowing. And then he's got like a, what looks like a skull head, but it's a different color. And then he's got these really rad, like fingerless gloves on. Mm-hmm. And then he's, flames coming looks like flames coming down his body and then he's wearing this long robe and and mysteria is much the same way only hers is where he's all red she's blue and sort of cooler and i love the way they've got her 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 material that is draped off of her arms like at her elbows it just kind of falls down they're really striking looking figures but again you can't do anything with them except sit them there uh not necessarily I, i i feel like maybe mysteria it's a little bit harder to get a little more play value out of her, but primeval, I, I think he, well, he has a, a, neutral, a lot going neutral on with him. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little too posed. Uh, exactly. Uh, but, but again, her face sculpt is great too. Oh, yeah. She's got a Medusa thing going on with, uh, you know, the, the painted on eyebrows and her, her, uh, her eyes just look almost like snake eyes mm-hmm. and the red lips and, and that against her sort of bluish skin. It's really striking. And, uh, the rest of them that we have, we have scared stiff, and uh, Fangster are the the monsters of the group. And uh, Scared Stiff is uh, I, is he's he's a skeleton, right? Yeah, supposed to be okay. He's a skeleton, but he's almost like a, a robotic skeleton. Exactly, he looks like C three PO. Yes, with a flat top and a widow's peak. Yes, very much. And what I think is cool about him the the way that they have him sculpted they. They've got his rib cage kind of coming down. They've got the spinal cord going into the hip joint. But the way that they have the legs sculpted, they have the legs sculpted up in the top hips, up to the side. So it doesn't take away from the articulation and that he's really able to move his legs. But it's done well enough that, like, the cording and everything, it seems more mechanical in nature. And, and it sort of stabilizes him as well. And it, Yeah, and it flows really well as far as, like, yeah. the look of the character. And they could and have again, done that and put it somewhere else, but I think where they put it was great decision. And again, and, and again, the coloring is is very minimal. He's got you know like a, an off white color, and then he's got this like yellowish brown, brownish yellow uh, color on top, where mm-hmm. I guess what would be the bones. 
and then all of a sudden his eyes, like the the, the irises of his eyes, are uh, pink. Yeah, with with black pupils. Uh, it's really really an interesting look. And then uh, Fangster just looks like uh, Teen Wolf on steroids to me. He really does look like he's wearing a basketball jersey. He's he's the <laughs> he werewolf. <really> does. <laughs> And it does look like he's wearing basketball shoes too. It really does. And again, he's sort of, I, I sort of, he's, I feel like he's the counterpart for Tracy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, and again, he's, uh, his color scheme is interesting as well. What, what do you, how do you think that came up with this particular color scheme? Cause he's got, you know, the, the dark Brown fur slash skin with sort of a, what color green is that for the for the majority of his of his? It's, uh, it's like a um, oh goodness, it's like a almost like a primary or I'm sorry, secondary green. So it's like just green. It's it's I would say primary color, but it's not a primary. It's a secondary color. So it's like just what you think of as like green, like a green crayon that doesn't have any other colors. It's just green, um, green, yellowish green. It's it's pretty bright it is and uh and it's almost like the, the design almost looks sort of space age yeah because it, it's very art deco looking well again you know thinking about it like they're dealing with dimension travel and and time hopping so you know i'm guessing bingster has something to do with with some of the the time travel that he would probably have advanced clothes Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting yeah. about the time travel aspect. Uh, I do think it's kind of lame that his shorts are just there's there's no real line. There's just a line of paint. Yeah, going there. There's no there's no dividing divider or anything. Um, Hounder is an interesting one. Hounder looks like something out of Mad Magazine, doesn't he? To you, uh, he looks Hunter? like a ser- Haunter. Yeah, I think I said Hounder. Haunter. He <laughs> looks like a Sergio Aragonés. He does. Did I say his name right? Yes. Yeah, it's, he looks yeah. like one of his characters, which I love. <laughs> those gigantic wide hips. He's got those birthing hips. <laughs> those little <laughs> tiny legs. Tiny legs and skinny, skinny head. And again, he's sort of pinkish purple, and he's got that you know long mustache that goes all the way down. I can't remember what kind of mustache that is. And he's wearing like a, uh, it's not a pith helmet. I guess it is a pith helmet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He he reminds me of a character that we'd have seen with the Kenner Beetlejuice line. Absolutely, that's yeah. a good good. Yeah. yeah. He also the way he's dressed looks like he should be part of the good guys. Yeah, but he's not. He's he's very much a bad guy, which is kind of a weird design choice. Thinking that the good guys have a certain color scheme of of browns and greens, and then Haunter has a color scheme of oh brown and green so it, it does make him like a good guy and it's very confusing a little bit a little bit but again the fact that he's named haunter uh kind of indicates that he is a bad guy yeah and then uh the last one we have is fib face which I, again great name and uh this one is very much like something out of the real ghostbusters or masters of the universe yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's essentially, um, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 Manny faces or in the She-Ra run, it was, um, oh goodness. Double trouble. I believe was her name. 
So she only has two faces. And yeah. and again, very, very minimal design. You know, she's basically a witch. She's wearing like a, a two-color top. There's there's just no detail on these. Uh, and it's interesting. This is the only one that really looks plain. But the I think the color scheme and the color combination works because she's 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 got that green skin like you would expect from a witch. She's wearing a purple hood mm-hmm. and a I guess was something purple underneath her overcoat, which is which is orange. And I guess you press a button and it flips her her face around. Is that how that works? No, no, you just turn the head. Oh, you just turn the head. So there's not even turn any the like head. right, <laughs> right. Wow. And she again, articulation on her legs, but she's articulated at her at her at her arms. Uh, and I should say that the the three other figures we talked about: Haunter, um, Scared Stiff, and uh, and uh, Fangster all are, are articulated like the like the heroes, right? At the head, head, waist, and and shoulders. Um, so yeah, so and and we'll t- let's talk about the the backing cards real quick on these. The, the villains came with a card that had Prime Evil on it. The heroes came with a card that had the heroes on it, mm-hmm. uh, but they were they were all pretty much the same. Uh, but it's you know it's a kind of a cool design, and I like the fact that it's not just completely straight all the way around. There's there's a there's a raised uh, curved portion at the top to make room for the uh, the logo. Yes, but I would imagine that kind of makes it hard to find star cases for these guys if you ever wanted to display one in the in the on the card. Yeah. I, I would imagine that it's instead of having it cut in the way it just kind of cuts or like goes out, I'm sure it's hard. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's let brings us to the uh the, the vehicles. Let's let's talk about the vehicles. Let's start with um the bone troller, which again, horrible name, but uh <laughs> I think this is really cool. It first off, it looks like a pipe organ. Yes. Which I think is unbelievably cool. I I dig this one a lot. Um, it's and I'm trying to find a, a a better picture of the actual vehicle. I've got the the box art here, and I just love the fact that it's got teeth sculpted in, and and it just it it looks like this god crazy awful like monstrous looking pipe organ from a demon dimension. It really works. It really is really cool, and uh, and again, I love the color scheme on this one. Uh, and there, it seems like there's a lot of detail on this one that we didn't get with the figures, but I think most of it is due to decals. But I like are those teeth in at the bottom? Are those supposed to be yeah. teeth? Yeah, okay. they're they're mouths, and yeah, and then inside are like faces that are sculpted in, like ghost faces that kind of center around where um, Primeval would be. Right, and this is a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, no, it's just a control center. Sorry. Control, yeah. Let's see. Control center, magic screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's like his, his, uh, control, his command center. So, yeah, really, really freaking cool there. And I love the way everything just kind of swirls, like the, the sides of it kind of swirl around where he stands and, you mm-hmm. know, meets, meets almost in the middle. It's looking at the box, like it, um, seeing what else it has. It's his control center. It has a magic view screen with five ghostly visions. So the, the view screen changes. It has a removable bone flyer for Prime Evil's frightful flights. And then it has a removable ghostly whistle. Ooh. I kind of want this now. I know. It's really cool. And the flames coming up out of the top of it. Mm-hmm. The red coming up out of the top. It's, it's a really, really cool uh, little playset. 
Um, and from there, we have the ghost buggy, which is sort of, I think, the centerpiece of the of the line as far as the accessories go. Uh, this is the car that they drive around, and it's like an old timey car. Like it's a convertible, and the the main thing with it is um, you talked about you could enter, you could change the face out on the front, and it would also the wheels folded up underneath it and would pop up to make it tall. I guess so they could go over tall things, maybe. Yeah, that was one of their um, one of their modes that you they could like get really tall and go over things or. You could pull the arms out and then flip the legs down to make like a, a boat or even like a hovercraft sort of thing. So they had right. all these different right. modes to it. The The problem with the, the car, and this was something that I saw in a few reviews, uh, mainly retro blasting because they pointed this out a lot, was that the plastic that they used on a lot of the vehicles was a very rigid plastic. And they came with very small tabs that didn't give... And so a lot of times if you were changing your vehicle modes often, these tabs would break. Oh, no. And they couldn't be fixed or replaced or glued back on. And so that was always kind of an upsetting point for a a lot of people. Now collectors, as they're trying to find these pieces, that a lot of the pieces are broken off and then they can't be replaced because the, the actual tabs are broken. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, and and it yeah, and and you were right. There there were uh, the 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 wheels were made out of rubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tops are made out of spring. Sorry, need to figure there for a second. It's bouncy, uh, bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. And they could be rotated into a flat position. Yeah, and a boat nose could be attached to transform the car into a boat. And then the car could be rotated to reveal an airplane nose. And wings would come out from the sides, and a tail from the back of the car to go into plane mode. So, really, a lot you could do with this thing if you didn't break it. Yeah, and I, it's one of those that, like, I love the design of this. I think the design is amazing. And you know, if I was going to be reviewing it, it's like I would want to give it high marks because of all that it does. But the decision in the plastic would really lower it. On right level because if this thing is going to break after just a small amount of play it's like why why create all this really cool stuff if it's not going to actually last and work exactly exactly uh one thing i do like about it though i a, I like the color scheme mm-hmm. sort of that that orangey red with the pink and the yellow i think is interesting and it will fit all three of our heroes or four regular sized people right. you fit the two guys in the front and tracy in the back uh, if you wanted to. Um, next up, we have the Scare Scooter, uh, which it's funny that they have they have Fangstore in it on the uh, in the 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 box on the box, uh, and he looks way too big for it. Right. This reminds me a lot of the uh, what is the thing Skeletor flew in the New Adventures? Is oh, it the, 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 the Skelicopter um, or whatever it was? No, I mean he has a skele- He has a Skelicopter, the one with the glowing face. Um, it's kind of a combination of that and then the the shuttle that he flew around in. So there's, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Kind of shoving the two together. There's one that was a shuttle, which I have, and then one that was a helicopter with a skull face on it. So it's like having the shuttle with the skull face on the top. I dig this. It it's it's pretty cool. And it, again, it's con- a convertible skull skull roof, and it's got wheels on it, so it's a scooter and a plane. Mm-hmm. And it's got, uh, I like the hand out front that, that holds one of the wheels. That that reminds me, again, you know, I mentioned um, 
with Haunter that it reminded me of something from Beetlejuice. This also kind of reminds me of something of Beetlejuice because when you think back on Beetlejuice, he had the um, the Phantom Flyer, which was a motorcycle that also flew. And in the front, he had the two purple hands that came out and held on to the wheel, which could be dropped like a bomb. And this kind of reminds me of that. It's it's a motorcycle that now turns into a flying machine and can, you know, has this hand that holds the wheel out, out front. So this, to me, would fit in really nicely with Beetlejuice. Absolutely. And a lot of this stuff really would. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting thing about it. it. The scale and everything, it would fit in with a lot of lines that came out later in the 80s and in the first part of the 90s. So it's almost like they were they were forward thinking from that regard. But uh, yeah, the scare scooter is pretty cool because it's got it's it's got the wings that come out to the side that, that you know look like exhaust pipes and stuff, and uh, and then that again that skull. The only problem with the skull is you have to sit to one side or the other, and if it's if it's a single seater, you kind of got to lean to one side or the other to see around the the bridge of the skull. Right. So oh. maybe I thought that went through a little better. Uh, and then we've got, of course, the time hopper, which we talked about earlier, because you're you're a big fan of this one. So, yeah, what I, is it that you like so much about this one? Uh, I just I like the the design of it. I think it's it's really cool looking. The um, I like the color scheme, the the blue and the purple. This reminds me of something that Skeletor would write on because I the way that they have the rib cages that kind of flow up out of the vehicle into the front of this, almost like a um, almost like a, a windscreen at the very front of the vehicle and then almost like a collarbone type of steering mechanism. Like I I love the look of it and it, I'm, I'm not as sold on Futura flying it, but I like the vehicle. I think it's a lot. Why do you not like Futura flying it? Well, I'm, I don't really know that much about uh, Futura. So it's like, for me, it's, she's not like a beloved character, but I could see other characters from other lines writing this. Oh, from other lines. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's considered, they're calling it a futuristic motorcycle, but yet she stands on it. So it's, it's a little interesting, yeah. but uh, I do like it. It's a unique lighting system for outer space travel. I, I, and it actually did light up. It required two, two double a batteries. Mm-hmm. And I love their tagline on all these so much fun. It's spooky, which was, we haven't really talked about, but it was kind of funny, but you're right. I love the, like sort of the, the, the bone. Yeah. Design of this thing is really like, like you said, a rib cage going into like a collarbone. It's, it's, it's creepy, but really cool at the same time. Yeah. And I like the decals that they've got on the, the, on the platform. It just makes it look very, very futuristic. Very, uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. And finally we have the ghostbusters ghost command command center. Uh, this thing was huge. Yeah. Uh, it would fold up and it would, it's basically like castle gray skull. Uh, it'll, it'll fold out. Uh, there's a garage to park the car in. Um, and I love all the arrows and the signs, you know, pointing to, you know, they're advertising that they're ghostbusters and everything. Um, this thing is almost as cool as the, uh, the ghostbusters firehouse to me. Yes. There, there was a lot to this. Um, I said, I I saw several reviews that talked just about the ghost command, which for a lot of collectors has become a bit of a Holy grail because it's a lot of them don't last with all their parts enough for us to find it. And this was kind of released towards the the end of the line for the, the figures for their first wave that it's not something that's found quite as often. 
Exactly. And imagine if you can't find it, it's hella expensive. I'm sure it is. Uh, it's, it's a gigantic play set. It's, it's cool because the actual um, buggy fits inside. So whereas the Ecto-1 doesn't fit all the way in, like half of the vehicle fits in for the, the firehouse, this one will fit almost the entire vehicle. However, there are some drawbacks. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have to take the antenna off of the car to put it in. The windshield has to drop. So it's not as tall as a lot of people think. But it does house the vehicle in quite nicely and has a lot of accessories that play into other figures and parts that they have. So there's a jack and some wrenches for the buggy itself because there's an actual garage for it. Yeah, it's like I said, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. It, it is really huge. And and you open it up and there's all sorts of stuff going inside. Unfortunately, um, I've not been able to find a whole lot of, like you said, it's kind of hard to find. I haven't been able to find a whole lot of photos of it. Yeah, the the best place that I went and found was on uh, YouTube. Uh, the There's a group, um, Retro Blasting, it's a husband and wife. Yes, they they're actually, great. They do great videos. Yeah, they do. They did a review on the playset. And he, he talked about, like, you know, the, the things he liked and then the downfalls to it. And there, there's a lot of, like, downfalls with the way that this was made. It's a great playset. It's a cool playset. But it's one you'd have to take a lot of care of because it's not built to the best of its ability and the plastic well, it's, itself it's is very rigid. thin plastic and i can imagine yes. it's kind of flimsy well and even thinking about it like the the bottom half of it the yellow shell for the body the the thing is done in two parts so you have the blue roof and then you have the yellow shell of the body and the blue roof is what has the handle the carrying handle for this unfortunately because it is thin plastic and the yellow plastic has all the detail work so it's got the heaviest part the blue roof tends to break off of the yellow body because of the way the tabs are made so you know it's pretty much suggested that if you get this carried around from the base from the bottom of this to kind of carry it around Good and, then, and then like Even the, there's a handle at the top when you close it right and then of course like the pegs for the signs you know are, are thin little pegs they they break off easily and and they're lost the the tabs for the door for the actual swinging door mechanism, the the tabs for the hinges are so small that you're afraid the first time you put a rubber band on it and that door flies open, you're probably going to break off the tab. So it's great in its design. And, and overall, it's a beautiful looking set. It's one of those that's like, it'd be crazy to have this, but you almost want it to be made in a better plastic than what they did because if it had been made in a better plastic where it was a little um a little bit better to hold up over time this would be probably the one of the number one play sets out there for the 80s toys absolutely yeah so much in it sturdier yeah yeah and one of the things we that i didn't mention like the door the front door when you go in there's there's like a staircase going up to the front door and the front door is like a really weird design. It's not just a standard rectangular door. Right. It's, it looks almost like a casket. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just really, really cool. I, I just really dig this one a lot. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we've talked about all the toys. Let's talk about our top five favorite toys. Yep. And since I had one, that means you have to go first. Yay. For the rules of our show that we never really established. <laughs> well, it makes sense to me. Right. <laughs> which and it makes sense to me which should worry me uh true very true all right so upon reviewing a lot of the the uh people in the line and seeing you know what all they had to offer my first pick is it, it's a it's a good pick it's a solid pick but it's one of those i could see where people are like why shouldn't that be higher i have my reasons okay so just keep that in mind my number five is jake Okay. I like Jake. I, I, I think he's a cool figure. I love the detail in him. I'm not a big good guy fan overall, but I think that he's well worthy of being on the list. And if I didn't have him there, I would probably be upsetting myself and other people. So Jake is on my, my list. Um, I like his, his uh, ghost nabber gun. I think it's, it's pretty cool. I like his backpack. I, I'm so upset that they suffer from that bad peg system that their backpacks break. But I like the the idea of them having that kind of ghost face on their back. I think that's a really cool feature. I'm not going to say anything about that because okay. uh, I'm going to be discussing Jake. <laughs> okay. In a very short, in very short order. All right. My number five is a tie, uh, and it's uh, my my it's a tie between Primeval and Mysteria. I l freaking love the designs of these characters. These are probably design-wise my favorite figures in the whole line. Uh, mm. There's just so much going on, and they're just—it's so creative. The reason they're not higher is because of that lack of articulation. Mm. Uh, I really feel like they—they they could have done something to have allowed them to have some leg articulation, right? And especially with Mysteria to allow her to 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 be in a little more of a neutral pose, but. I just, we talk everything we talked about before. I just, everything about these figures from a design standpoint is just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And the, the sculpts on them for the filmation transfer are just, they're beautiful. They're, they're spot on. I really dig them. Me too. So what about your uh, number four? My number four is Haunter. Um, okay. I like Haunter. I, I would have liked to have seen him come with some accessories, which I'm trying to remember if he had anything in the, the car. They all came with like one or two, but even then, I'm not even sure. I don't remember him having any, and I'm looking at the package. It looks like it's kind of kind of empty, but I like his design. I, I think, again, he does remind me of a good guy very much. Like he, he, I feel like he could fit in with Jake and Eddie and Tracy easily. So it, it's kind of weird that he's a bad guy, but I, I like the design of him. And I think if I had him, I would probably just put him with the good guys. And yeah, just he could be a double agent. Yeah, he's a double agent. He works with them. Um, I, I like the, the safari look of him, and he does remind me of someone that would be in Beetlejuice. 
And I just love him because, again, he looks like something out of Mad Magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cracks me up. If his if his mustache was curly and he had hair sticking out to the side, he would look straight up like something out of Mad Magazine. Very much, I love it. yes. Uh, my number four is Jake. That's why I didn't mention anything. No. And uh, and again, I'm, I'm with you. He's really, of all the of all the figures, he's probably the least interesting. But mm. I had him, so he's got to be on the list. And then and the character was cool. And I do like the fact that they gave him a hair helmet. Yeah. He's got a very Luke Skywalker vibe going on, uh, which I think was probably by design. I think they did that on purpose. And uh, like you said, I liked his little ghost nabber that he came with and everything. And he's just, you know, as a, as a sort of the representative of the line, I think he's uh, he's a good choice Yeah, for that. He's, he's a good representation of what you're going to get with the line. Uh, things about him that don't make sense are the things that don't make sense about the line. And the things <laughs> about him that work are the things that work throughout the line. So right. Jake is my, is my number four. Very good. Very nice. What about your number three? My number three is Eddie. So kind of to kind of go with Jake, um, I, I put Eddie higher on the list. I put Eddie higher on the list because he's very much looks a part of race dance. Um, I love his, his color scheme. I, I love the way that he's sculpted. I even really like his, I think it's like a red bubble blaster gun that he has out of the two between Jake and Eddie. I would probably prefer Eddie. Um, I just really like the look of this figure and I love the, the way that they had the, the helmet sculpted, like the straps sculpted away from him. His mechanical pieces on his shirt are amazing. Uh, agreed. And uh, he, uh, everything you said about him is absolutely true. Yeah. I love that figure. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good figure. Uh, so my number three is the ghost buggy. Uh, I love this thing. It was cool in the show. The, 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 uh, shoddy workmanship notwithstanding uh i think the fact that uh, you know you get that logo on the front and the fact that you can turn it into a boat and a plane uh you really got three really almost four vehicles in one because of the you know when the wheels would pop up right you've almost got like a a tank looking thing and the fact that you can hold all three of the heroes in it i think is very cool and i just like the design i just think it's 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 a really great design this this whole line um should have should have been better received than it was and i think had it been um, an, an original right. concept instead of trying to cash in on the Ghostbusters craze, I think it might have been better received. It's it they would have changed the Ghostbusters aspect of it and maybe go on something. It's it's okay to use make it a time traveler interdimensional something or other. Well, I mean, make it sort of science fiction. Well, and what's interesting is that you know they it was taken from an old property from the seventies, right? put into cartoon form and the cartoon aspect of it. Like there's a lot that could have been done with it, but I don't think enough really was. I think it was too convoluted. There was too much in it. And then the storytelling was so laxed in its description of what was really happening that they just kind of had a throw it out solution instead of them really thinking through a solution. And I think that's where some of the suffers is that the cartoon is not good. It's, it's not, it, and again, I think it's pretty cool. But it's if not it hadn't good. been such a, if it hadn't been such an obvious cash grab, right? Um, then, then I think it really could have been something. The, so the ghost buggy really reminds me of the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car. I, it really does. That's a good <laughs> good pull as well. Yeah, it really really does. It um, takes me back to being a kid, <laughs> right? So, uh, what about your number two? Okay, my number two. Let me get up here. 
Uh, my number two is the Time Hopper. Okay. I, really, I love the design of this thing. I, I think yeah, it's a lot of fun. You are a big fan of that, yeah. The the rib cage that kind of goes up, the collarbone um, handlebars, there's a bit of a, a skull kind of look within the, the rib cage uh, itself. There's a swing up light, even the, the actual base that she rides on. Like, I love the design of this Time Hopper. This would be something I'd put Skeletor on. That that's the thing. The design almost makes it look like a villain's vehicle. Yes, those bones and everything make it look more like it would uh, belong to the villains. And and again, that's another issue with this line is it's sort of haphazard. Yeah, in that regard, the designs are all really cool, but it's sort of they're almost interchangeable. You know, we got Haunter who looks like one of the good guys, and this good guy vehicle that looks like one of the bad guys' vehicles. Right. So I don't know, but no, that's a very 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 cool vehicle, little vehicle, and. Uh, I would imagine you can probably find one of those fairly inexpensively. I'm sure you could. Yeah. I might look it up. I can't say anything because I can't make fun of you for being cheap anymore. (laughs) Your son has spoken. So uh, I'll just move on to my number two. He's cheap. My number two. Yes. You. Okay. He learned it by watching you. (laughs) Um, Or you. All right. Sorry. The the commercial is you. All right. I learned it by watching you. I don't want to get. Uh, have somebody correct my 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 misquote. Um, my number two. I'm surprised it hasn't been on your list yet, and it might be. Is the bone troller? Mm. Um, this this thing. Um, I, I I may I, I may should. The only reason this wouldn't be on my one that got away is because uh, I would need Primeval to go with it. Right. Uh, but but this thing, it looks like freaking Phantom of the Opera on acid and steroids at the same time. <laughs> yes, it does. This that. thing is awesome. I love everything about this thing. The design, uh, the the functionality of it. Even those, I love that there's a little the little like a uh, translucent looking globe in the middle that's supposed to be the view screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really really cool. I think this thing is kind of firing on all cylinders. I I, I love the. Um really the the teeth design and the tortured soul aspect of the uh faces that surround him it's it's pretty, pretty it's yeah it's song. creepy but it's not it's <laughs> creepy but it's not overwhelmingly so it's not so intense that kids can't enjoy it it's not in humanoids right right it, you know it's disturbing but in a fun colorful way <laughs> exactly it it hints at it hints at uh at at things that are awful and and it hints at misery but uh but but it, man it really does it it takes it head on in a comfortable bubblegum sort of way that we can all feel happy about that's a good way to put it yeah it's a very good way to put it so yeah bone troller is my number two and i i actually struggle with my number one and number two so uh one and two really sh- could be interchangeable for me but uh you struggle so, with one and two yes <laughs> we don't want to talk anymore about that what is number one on your list <laughs> Okay. My number one on my list. This is going to be a big shocker for everyone. It's Primeval. Wow. I love this design. It is the, kind of a shock because you didn't say much about him earlier. I really want this guy. Like, I, I was kind of looking him up just to see if I, I, I find one complete because I know I'm not going to find one on card, but I really love the look out of him. I. It, looking at the plastic, I honestly thought that he glue in the dark, but he doesn't. Unfortunately, no, but that would be a great, especially with the paint oh, job they've got on that. I would know, be great. but like the, the metal like bracer gloves that are almost like broken knight's gloves that expose his fingers, the 
torn drapery that almost looks like flames that are sculpted down his skirt, the the mechanical monstrous like demonoid face, even the cloak he has. I really I dig this guy. He would fit he would fit very well on my shelf. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so w- when you look for him, did you have any luck finding one? Uh, well, I am kind of looking now. Um, I have been searching. And he means right this second, folks, while he's talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell I, by I the way looking. he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking. Uh, I wasn't looking earlier, but I will go ahead and say that the the uh, bone troller. I found pieces for about fifty bucks for an assortment of pieces. Oh wow! Well, and then the time hopper, um, a couple complete, two fifty to the six hundred dollar range. That's ridiculous. They're kind of hard to find. Uh, here's, that's ridiculous. Here's a prime evil. Uh, Ninety dollars. Buy it now. Okay, I'll this just is go ridiculous. Ahead and add that to my cart. And, and folks, this is before the talking toys bump takes over. So <laughs> there's one for two hundred sixty on the card. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous. There can't be that much demand here's for it. One one without the cloak for fifty. Ah, here's one. Uh Filmation's primeval material cloak. Oh, never mind. It's a cloak replacement for twenty five dollars. Yeah, these apparently are rare enough that they they demand a very high count for them. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to think about what my number one would cost. My number one <laughs> is the Ghost Command Center. Uh, even even though it's brittle and everything, I would just want it to have up on my shelf because it just it looks like a cartoon. Yeah. If you look at it, it looks exactly like a cartoon. And I just love that. It's just fun. It's whimsical. Mm-hmm. I love all the all the weird angles and everything on it. It just looks it it really it's like a drawing come to life. It is. And it's it's a cool playset. Uh, again, like if you and again, at that scale, you could use it with several different toy lines. Yeah. And Beetlejuice it, would work very well oh, with it. Beetlejuice would work great with it. It could be the, the maintenance house, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, outside of the garage, that's where you could have all your sandworms for Saturn. Exactly. <laughs> Just one. So yeah, Ghost Command is... Yeah, so that's that's my number one. Um, I'm as surprised as you are. But yeah, that and the Bone Troller, really, either one could have been number one for yeah. me. So. Uh, that means it's time to talk about the one that got away. Way, way, way. So which one of these have you either seen in the wild and didn't pick it up? Or if you saw one in the wild, you would be forced to pick it up. Uh, so there, there's a lot on here that if I saw it in the wild, now nah, I probably would pick it up. Probably not for the price points that they're asking, but there's one for sure. That if I found complete, especially with the box, I would definitely get it and probably try to add a figure with it as well. It is the Bone Troller. This okay. is one of those. Not surprising because I know I you're a big love. fan. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I would love to have this just on my shelf, like my desk with Primeval. This would be one of those that I would display out and be super proud of. I think it's a good, um, like a, a conversation starter. It, it's attention grabber for sure because it is just out there and it reminds me there was a comic that um i read back in the day a graphic novel called the filth um i wouldn't suggest it for everyone it is an adult (laughs) comic but based on the name alone yeah. but it reminds me of some of the crazy interdimensional madness that he would come across with the teeth built into things and the the souls kind of coming out of this 
organic looking, you know, crazy landscape. This reminds me of something from that. And it's, it's a hard concept to do and to do well, especially in a kid's toy. And I think this is just firing on all cylinders. And that's one that if you were able to get your hands on one, you could customize that and make it look super, super, super duper creepy. Yeah, but I, you change the paint up a little bit. I don't know you probably wouldn't, but I'm mm-hmm. saying you could and, yeah. and you specifically could because you've got a, a really good, a real knack with stuff like well, that. Thank you. But yeah, the, the bone troller is definitely one that, and it, to me, it wouldn't work if you didn't have primeval with them. Exactly. But to have the two together, I think that would be just a, a crazy package to have out on your shelf. I think that's a that's a that's a reasonable uh, reasonable choice. Mine, mm-hmm. uh, I have a tie for mine, which you kind of did because you you know you need primeval with yours. Um, <laughs> but I'm allowing myself a tie because these uh, literally did get away from me because when I bought Jake, I had the option to get either one of these. Uh, I would I, my tie is Eddie Spencer and Tracy mm. because Eddie is the best Howling Man Murdoch figure that we never got. Yep, because that's what he reminds me of. And I just love his look. He he also looks a little like Monterey Jack from uh, uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Kind of reminds me of him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And uh, and Tracy, he's an ape in a hat. I have to have it. Not just any hat. It's an ape in a fedora. It's an ape in a fedora. I have to have it <laughs> with a backpack. And exactly. And these two, like you said, these two on your shelf are going to make people look twice and go, "Wait, what? What? What is this about?" Yeah. Oh, that's Ghostbusters. When was there an ape in Ghostbusters? Ha ha. You're not thinking about the right Ghostbusters. And then I can completely nerd out and explain to them and watch their <laughs> eyes glaze over. Um, not so much conversation starter as a luller into submission of, of people. <laughs> or but, or, or uh, a way to keep people from coming back. <laughs> that's true. I don't want visitors. So this is what I do. Uh, but yeah, again, I just love them. I love the design of both of them. They just, they're, they sort of epitomize the line to mm-hmm. me, the design of both of them. Uh, because you get sort of the best of both worlds with with their their sculpt and everything. So yeah, Eddie and and uh, Spencer and Tracy. And and again, knowing that that that's their name, <laughs> I could say this is Spencer and Tracy. You know, that's that's another joke in and of itself. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's my one that got away. So final thoughts on this line. I this I think this is a line that deserves a little more notoriety, but uh, I completely understand why it's sort of fallen by the wayside for most people. Yeah, it's. I think it's a cool design. I, I love the, like what we got in our first wave and our only wave. I love what we got. I love the fact that even, even for the female aspect of the line, we, we already have 25% of the figures that came out are female based characters, which is awesome. They, they really were kind of firing on all cinders and trying to get all kids involved in this. Unfortunately, um, the cartoon is not very good. So that didn't capture audience. And because these didn't capture a good enough audience when they sold, the line quickly came and left as, you know, almost as the day it came out, which makes these extremely hard to find. They are, like I said, I only saw them one time on, on Mm -hmm. shelves. So, well, and even in the secondary market from what I've been looking with the prices on eBay is that, they do command a pretty, pretty hefty price tag on them. That they do. Mm-hmm. They do. So, so, okay, well that's going to do it then for this discussion of Filmation's Ghostbusters. So, uh, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, 
I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Technically, we did have three dolls. But not with the clothing part. Yeah, they're still action figures. (laughs) Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.